special is in the air here. Long. Games. Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Out to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a And I started this podcast 18 months ago or so, um, and we don't have any sponsors, we're doing this just for the fun of it, and I'll tell you the reason that I reached out to you. Um, when I saw some of the Twitter crap that was going on with some of the kids, I said, I want oh. to, I want to humanize these guys a little bit. So I'm going to start going after the dads. Cause I'm a dad. I've had, have, I've had athletes before and I want to make sure everybody remembers that, uh, they are kids and, um, at yes. the end of, at the end of the day. So, um, you know, your son is an unbelievable athlete. I think he's having a fantastic year. And by the way, if you don't know who I'm talking to, this is TJ Tampa's dad. Um, you live in St. Pete. Is, am I right? I'm, I'm actually born and raised uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, but um, through our travels and through, you know, his uh, development as a child, we've actually, he was born in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, about three, at about three years old, we moved to Atlanta. We were there for 11 years and then we moved to St. Petersburg um, and that's where he finished high school. Okay. So do you, cur- you don't live he- there currently? No, and actually, uh, I've since moved. My wife and I, we've moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. So you so got away from the hurricane, right? Crazy, you should say that because the way we operate now, when we try to travel to games, Jacksonville, flying out of Jacksonville, it's crazy expensive, and we saved probably half the money if we just drive three hours to St. Petersburg and fly out of St. Petersburg Clearwater Airport. Oh, wow. So it works out though, because I go, I just, all my family is from St. Petersburg. So I'll just travel there. My wife and I will travel there, stay with my dad, and then hop up in the morning, catch a flight, direct flight to Ames or to Des Moines, and then we're in Ames. So, um, yeah, when we got back, was the hurricane. So we flew in. People, as soon as we landed, it was just crazy traffic. We had to get gas because we had to drive back to Jacksonville. And by the time we drove back, or we got gas, that's when we realized the hurricane was going, at that time, was going to hit St. Petersburg, Tampa area, and then travel up to Jacksonville. Oh, my. <laughs> so uh, we we got out of there just in time. But fortunately for both cities, it really missed both. Um, you know, at the 12th hour, it's it hit south of St. Petersburg. Unfortunately, the Fort Myers, Charlotte area took a huge beating. Um, but then it did shoot up and hit St. Augustine, Florida, which is about 20 miles south of Jacksonville. And so they, the beaches took the brunt of that. But it, for us, yeah, it was pretty much just a lot of wind, no damage, uh, wow. light rain. So yeah, we have friends that we have friends that uh, have a house in Marco Island, and and I know that they were kind of in the Naples got hammered pretty good too, but yes. Yeah. And, and I saw, and I saw there's, a, I don't know if you've seen the picture on Twitter, but that somebody had a picture of their sliding glass door to their patio mm-hmm. that was halfway up full of water. 
so their house was almost underwater, and the oh, and, wow. and the windows held. I said, "This guy doesn't need to do another advertisement for his windows because." <laughs> and they held. And the next day, the lady posted it again that the water had receded, and they, it was unbelievable. So, and we also we and when we go on family vacations from from Iowa, we go to New Smyrna, so I know exactly where St. Augustine is. And but did the historical side of his St. Augustine get beat up from that, or? I mean, like the fort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right on the. Um, I'm sure it took a beating, but uh, I mean, you see how strong that fort is. It, right. it survived it, but the street that's right off the river, yeah, that was under about four feet of water. Wow. But then it receded pretty quickly. Okay. So, um, yeah, it did. Like I said, if you were on the beaches, then you probably got the flooding, but okay. outside of that, it was pretty good. Yeah. So we, we were last time we were at there, there was an old house we toured that was from, I don't know, century, couple centuries old, and I kept wondering how those places have withstood withstood hurricanes over the years. But yeah, yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about uh, TJ's journey to Iowa State. I mean, I know he played in the semifinals in high school um, in four A or five A in in Florida. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they fluctuate every year, okay. but we were in that four A five A range. I think we, uh, I think we did both. Okay, um, in, his, in his two years there, so. Yeah, I'll just start with high school. I mean, sure. going in, going into high school, um, I mean, he's always played little league football, basketball year round. Um, however, we are a basketball family. Oh, okay. Um, um, his older sister, uh, Nichelle, she's about three years older than him. You know, she was heavy into basketball. Um, I mean, she was getting recruited literally fifth grade. Uh, we were going on recruiting visits. So, he's always followed her. And so basketball was really his focus. Football was kind of just things he did as a hobby. Uh, friends were doing it. But um, by the time we got to ninth grade and we were still in Atlanta, the Atlanta area, um, he was doing both for St. Francis High School. Uh, so he was he started as a freshman there, uh, wide receiver on the football team. But it was a private school, like 1A. Okay. So talent level wasn't up to par. But uh, it was a basketball powerhouse because my daughter was there at the time. They were by her sophomore year before he got the, uh, to the school. I mean, they were ranked in the top 25 USA Today. Oh, wow. Um, we had five, the starting five went all D1. Um, so it was a basketball powerhouse. So that's really what he was shooting for. And on the boys' side, we had, we had three McDonald's All-Americans. <laughs> um, well, two at the time. One should have probably been. Um, Malik Beasley was on the team that plays for the, uh, yeah. I think he's with Houston, no, the Utah jazz. Now, uh, Kobe Simmons, who's now in the G league. And we had another person that's in the G league. That was the, the basketball team. And on the girls side, we had a couple of McDonald's all Americans. So great sports program. Wow. We were trying and we were trying to get the football program up to par like that. Um, so TJ was part of that group, uh, his freshman year, but he got hurt. Uh, broke his collarbone, so he missed most of his freshman season football. Came back, had a great sophomore year, but then I took uh, right after the season, I took a job uh, which moved us to Tampa. I was working in, uh, in actually Tampa, Florida, but I knew where he would go to school um, because I grew up at uh, Lakewood High School. Uh, I went there uh, as a kid, and I knew the the staff. So on the boys' football side. Uh, I actually went to school. It was a classmate of mine, the, the boys coach. And 
uh, the football side and the boys coach on the basketball side, I went to high school with as well. Um, so I knew he would get the best attention there. So once I decided to take the job, put him in school and, and really he kind of just took off. I think he was a little wary because once again, you're going from one private day where he had a great season, um, his sophomore year to, to going to a five, a school, Florida's a big, different animal at one, a private to four five, a, but, uh, he had a great season. Um, and one thing to note, I guess he did actually play. He was one of the few freshmen on that great basketball team we had to actually make varsity. Wow. And and one of the few freshmen, it was maybe three freshmen that actually made varsity. And he was really the only one that got significant time. We made it to the state semis. Um, so you had a you had a 1A school with three McDonald's All-Americans and you got beat? I mean, that was that must have been an unbelievable uh, team that you played. He, the year before. <laughs> okay. I was going to say. The year, be, I mean. the year before he got there, they were there. Oh, I got his you. Okay. Year, his year, there we had a very young team. Okay. Um, okay. But we actually uh, we had a couple. We actually have one kid who was uh, Dewan Odom who played for uh, – who's a point guard for Xavier. Okay. Uh, they, he came in with him. Uh and so, wow. yeah, it was a, it was, we sent a lot of kids there, but Crazy. on the girls' side, yeah, we had, we had three, three McDonald's All-Americans. Wow. Two, sorry, two and two Jordan All-Americans. <laughs> wow. That's insane. You saw yeah. some unbelievable high school basketball games. I mean. Yeah. Those are some great, some good talent um, in that Atlanta area. So it was uh it was a good program to be around. Hmm. Um, but yeah, when we got to Florida, you know, I always, you know, if you see me on, Twitter. One thing I like to brag about my high school, uh, Lakewood is the smallest school in the county, uh, Pinellas County, smallest public school. Um, But we produce the most, we've had the most NFL draft picks within the last 20 years. So give me some names. Like who, who we talking Um, about? Dante Fowler Jr. uh, The Griffin twins, Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin, um, Bernard Reedy, um, Isaiah Wynn, the line, uh, the tackle for New England Patriots, starting tackle. Holy mackerel. Um, gosh. Oh, gosh. Who else? The Griffin those twins. Are the, those are his, those, yeah, they all came around the same. They all graduated around the same year, too. <laughs> Griffin's the one that played for Scott Frost at UCF, right? Yes, both of them did, yes. Yeah, wow. Jeez, oh, and, Mar- and Marquez Valdez-Scantley. How wow. can I miss that? <laughs> crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, once I, so we put him there and I mean, he took off in football. He kind of took off in basketball too. It's just that football, I guess, really took off for him. And he went from being a relative unknown to 22 offers in football and he had two in basketball. And so, so so who offered, sorry to interrupt you, but who offered him in basketball? Um, James Madison was his first offer. And then um, Barry University, which is a small division two yep. school. That's where I graduated from. My okay. daughter is about to graduate in December from there. Oh, wow. Um, that's where, yeah, so they they offered him a scholarship too, but he got quickly labeled as a football player. <laughs> and so a lot of schools backed off. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State at one point was recruiting him. UCF uh, talked, you know, they were somewhat interested, but um, – yeah, once he got labeled the football guy, then hmm. they kind of backed off. But 
it's good news for Iowa State. So, sure, uh, right. Yeah, we're glad that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think ultimately he's glad too. So, uh, um, honestly, like I said, he was such a basketball guy that he really never had a sense of, you know, tradition from a football play- program or where he wanted to go. Um, so he really was wide open. And I tried to put that in schools that were recruiting him in his head that don't pay attention to me because actually USF was one of the first schools that offered him. And they just assumed <laughs> because his last name, Tampa, he's, <laughs> he, they thought he was from there, that it would be a shoe in. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm from there. He's not. So he doesn't have the ties that I have. Um, but when Iowa State came, that was his first power five offer. And I told him because the same thing happened with my daughter with basketball. I said, I know there's, you know, you want to live in a certain area. You want to be in the South. Um, you know, and he, of course, even though he was from Pennsylvania, he'd never, he forgot what snow looked like. Um, I said, you not, it's too many schools out there. You never know which one is going to, you're going to fall in love with. So just keep an open mind. Um, and so we started to take our visits and we decided, you know, Iowa State was going to be one since it was his first power five. But we did a little tour and started off at Maryland. Then we flew to Iowa and then we went to Toledo and we were going to go to Wake Forest, but they canceled on us at the last minute. Um, and I think by the time we left Iowa State, he knew. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> um, it was a great I think we saw you know, from, he did a few visits in Florida, but we just saw the attention to detail they had. Um, you know, I love telling the story because we went for the official visit, great visit. And I had to remind him, I said, we got there. I think it was Brees Hall's second week on campus. Oh, wow. And so we went into, I remember we went to go see the dorms and Brees, one of the linemen, and he was sitting on the couch and uh, coach Shieldhouse was telling us about, you know, this kid and, you know, he just, uh, I think he was one of the first people that TJ met, um, first players. And so we did the visit, great visit. Um, and then we went to get our flight or we went to check in for our flight and there was a storm coming. So they canceled our flight. So we had, they basically, we had one more day on campus and it just so happens they had their elite camp the following day. So it was, Hey, you guys aren't doing anything, you know, since you got to stay over another day, just come by, you know, we have our elite camp. You don't have to dress out. Um, then it turned from, you don't have to dress out. Well, we'll give you some cleats <laughs> and, you know, just play catch with one of the quarterbacks, you know, just, just hang out. Then it was, well, you could do some of the drills. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I think when he did the drills is when he went from being, you know, he was definitely a target because they offered him. But I think by the time he left that camp, it was, we got to have him. Wow. <laughs> um, I distinctly remember one drill on inside the uh, stadium. I think they call it the star drill where, you know, it's like, it's almost like a variation of a three or a 20, was it three cone shuttle mm-hmm. or a 20 yard yeah. shuttle. And I'm watching and I'm on the other side of the field and I'm watching the players go two at a time. And I'm just noticing that the players are pretty much starting and finishing around the same time, about the same time. And then TJ goes, and it's almost like he finished about two seconds before the other guy finished. 
And some of the players on the team were just jumping up and down. And I remember Nate Shellhouse ran all the way across the field and said, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I think I did. What? Uh, help me out. What did I see? He's like, I don't think anybody's ever run the, that drill that fast. Wow. And um, yeah, so it's just one thing after the next. People was just like going crazy. Um, and it's almost to the point where, well, it was to the point where at the end of the camp, you know, they go into Jack Trice and they do one-on-ones. And they were like, look, he's shown us enough. He doesn't have to do the one-on-ones because I don't want him to embarrass anybody. <laughs> um, but the players wanted him to go just one time. They just wanted – they just had to see, the, you know, the current players on the sure. team. And so he wanted to go. And the first rep, he made the guy fall. I actually have it on Twitter. The guy <laughs> he, – he got past the guy, stacked him, and made a little cut, and, and the DB fell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he, and he caught a touchdown, and they were like – and then it's, it's funny. Now that I even think about it, Coach Capone at that time came over to me and said, do you mind if he goes on defense? <laughs> it's just one rep. I said, wait, he can stay and go as long as he wants to. I don't care as long as you guys are okay with it. So <laughs> he talked to Coach Nate. He went one time on defense and locked the guy down and – you know, by that time it was, yeah, we, 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 we need to have him. Um, and I think it was just from there, the love that they showed and continued to show all the way through, it was time to sign. Hmm. Um, it just won him over. So, um, yeah, it's just, since then, it's just been, it's been great. I mean, the coaches are, have been absolutely great. I know this is a developmental program and I couldn't be happier with how he's developed from his freshman year, I mean, to now current current process now. That's awesome. I mean, it's almost a little, little fate there, right? I mean, that if that, that uh, storm doesn't come, I mean, what, you know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, something's a little – we got some influence from somewhere else, it sounds like to me. I mean, that it was uh, – that's a great story. I've never heard that before. I mean, I, you know, it's almost like it was a – pseudo try it went from being just play catch with a quarterback to a a pseudo tryout and then the more they he did (laughs) the more they wanted to see I mean that's awesome so that would have been was that heading into his senior year or heading into his junior year that was heading into his senior year I believe okay okay yeah that was early June okay that was early June um and then you know things quieted down pretty much through to signing day um, and then we were, he was supposed to sign that was that Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, he was going to sign and Georgia at the last minute, the night before signing day came in and I was on the phone with Kirby smart and they offered him. Oh no. Wow. And, um, and, and also we had gone to their camp. Uh, he had wild them at the camp the first time. Um, you know, he went with his seven on seven team and completely wild them. Actually, I was on the phone with Kirby that night after the camp. I didn't go, wow. but um, they, you know, Kirby was actually, I, I don't forget, he, he challenged his coaches as to why this kid was in from in the Atlanta area and no one knew about him, but it was the school that he went to. Sure. Um, but yeah, so they, he went to the camp, did great, went to their elite camp, which was only 50 kids. Uh, total and Kirby actually pretty much stayed with the DBs the whole hour and a half of camp and 
really was on TJ pretty much the whole time, but he never offered him. Oh, okay. Um, and that was around the, I think that's the same class as Keely Ringo, who's one of the top corners in the country now. Um, but then they waited until, you know, like I said, the night before, which honestly, it'd be hard if they had offered him back when he initially attended their camp, which was, I think in the end of June, it may have been a different story, but Hey, sure. fate as it is, sure. um, I'm, I'm glad everything worked out. And like I said, he didn't end up signing on signing day, the early signing period. He just needed about 48 hours to clear his head. Cause sure. You know, it yeah. was, but um, I can't he, imagine. I mean, how when you're 18 years old, how your head is spinning when yeah. you've got that much attention and you're trying to make a decision that's going to affect, you know, could potentially affect the rest of your life. I mean, you know, that's, that's why I wanted to, you know, talk to some dads because, you know, you kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit about the family side of it. I mean, you're making a decision, you know, we're, I, I'm an Iowa state grad. My son graduated from there. My daughter's a sophomore there. My brother graduated from there. My sister graduated from there. And so I, you know, I don't see anything else besides Cardinal and gold, but I know the kids when they go to Iowa state are coming from all over the country and that's a completely different perspective. And, you know, I, I just think it's an awesome story about the whole storm thing and him sticking around. And, um, but boy, you know, he, if he's getting, you know, that would have been what two years before Georgia won the national championship. And by, by my, is my math, right? They won in what? 2021. Yeah. And that so, was about 2019. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, so that's a, so that's a big, obviously great for us. I mean, that we, that we were able to fend off Georgia and, and obviously the coaches made a big enough impression on you that, you know, it wasn't a slam dunk when Georgia came a call. And so, oh, so. And actually, and I, and, and one thing my wife and I, we, we really emphasized to him is I'm here because I played high school. I mean, I played college basketball at Barry. Uh, my daughter played in division one transferred to Barry. So I've gone through the recruitment mm. and I did it with the same thing with my daughter is I'm just there to guide you. And I'm going to help you narrow your choices down, ask all the right questions but after that, it's on you. Sure. And and I did the same thing to him. Although <laughs> I was I was hoping he picked Iowa State uh, when <laughs> it all, was all said and done. Um, and you know, like I said, it was pretty much his decision. But again, I think it's a credit, especially with kids, because you have a lot of kids from Florida. You've had sure, a lot of kids right. from Florida, and I'm pretty sure most of them never thought they'd be in Iowa. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, So can you tell me from a parent's perspective, you know, what makes you say that? What makes you happy that he's at Iowa State? What is it about Iowa State that bringing a kid from Florida that, you know, you're 21 hours away on a car? I mean, what what makes it something that, you know, you're really comfortable with and you're happy that he's in Ames? Well, I think first and foremost, especially when you're not from there and your kid is being recruited, First, you just want the coaching staff because you know that's who they're going to be around the most. Um, you want to, you know, and one thing that I, I see now, you 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 really hope for it. It's really not guaranteed. Is that you hope the coach is going to stay there? Sure. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen. I mean, I've coached um, AAU basketball, and I've you know, and even TJ and my daughter, they have a lot of friends who've played Division One rarely have they had a coach that lasted freshman through senior year. And so, you know, with coach K started with coach Campbell, I just wanted to make sure he was with a coach that honestly you felt good about 
you knew he, he had a good chance of being there the whole time. And then the coaching staff, because again, that's who your child is going to be around that they're stand up citizens, you know, good men, good women, uh, the staff, uh, they have your kids best interest. And we left there. I had no doubt that, you know, when we went on the visit that the coaching staff was legit and that they would really take care of my son. Um, so that's first and foremost. I mean, college, you know, and then when you research the college, you, you find out about Jack Trice. You find out about um, just the history of the school. You find out about really the uh, academic side of it. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, of, I'm of the belief that if hey, most colleges are going to get you a good degree, if you, you know, sure. it's really degree helps, but it's really about the soft skills. You know, sure. how, to, how can you present yourself to people? Uh, how well you network. That's kind of been my the degree is just kind of the table stakes at that point. Right, right. Um, but again, I and then I see it with him. You know, he was a pretty quiet kid. Um, still is. You know, very nonchalant. Uh, his freshman year, but you know, I can just see each year he's becoming more vocal, more interactive. Um, and so I just, you know, a lot of that is maturity, but I think a lot of it is just the people around him and. Uh, you know, you, you pray for it and you hope that's the best, but then when you see it, you actually seen it in real time and, and it's, and it's consistent, um, you know, I couldn't be happier with it. And then of course, you know, when my wife and I and the family get to come up for games, everybody has just been, I mean, Iowa has been one of the nicest places, you know, Des Moines and Ames, just genuinely nice people. Um, and so, I mean, I had like we always come home. We say, oh my god, we just had such a great time. I'm glad he's there. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So well, I know that Ryan Harclaw is an alumni of, of from the. I live in Humboldt, Iowa, and which is where Ryan Harclaw, our color one of our sideline guys, went to school. But he's also heavily involved with uh, um, with the networking and the business side of it. Once they get out of school, and you know, I know that they're doing more than just worrying about football. I mean, they're trying to prepare them for life and making the connections and, you know, how to, like you said, I mean, how you present yourself and, and that kind of stuff. So I know that there's, that's something that they have an emphasis on. So, so what is, what does your son want to do when he's done? I mean, once he's done with his 20 year NFL career, what's he, what's he, uh, what's he want to do when he gets done in the real world? I wish I could tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you, um, you know, he, he's a communications major, um, I just, at this point, I think he's, you know, like a lot of kids I'm finding out in this time, the, these millennials, I don't think they really have a clue. Um, they just want to get a degree in something and, and then see how it works out from there. Um, you know, but I'm glad it's actually, you know, he, I'm looking at a lot of his classes. So he's getting a bit of everything, you know, a little bit of business side, definitely the communications aspect of it. Um, just get him well-rounded. And then again, you know, it, I'm hoping at some point he finds a mentor and that person can help spur some thoughts as to what he wants to do full-time. But um, yeah, I just need him first to graduate. Sure. Yeah. Right. I know you're preaching the choir. I've got a couple that I need to graduate <laughs> too. So, so, um, so when you come to Iowa, I mean, do you fly in like on Friday, then go to the game on Saturday? Or are you coming in earlier than that? Or do you get, I mean, do you guys have to take off a lot of work to be able to come to games? And how many games have you been to in the, since he's been named? Oh gosh. First year, that was the COVID year. Oh, so, yeah. so that doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah, we, we always try to make the first game. Okay. Um, 
And but the COVID year, I think we only did we did one. We did the first game, and then we did. That was the year they went to the Big Twelve Championship, and then we went to Dallas. Okay. Um, second year we did about four games, all home games. Okay. Um, and then was in the bowl game, definitely because that was oh gosh, after all that flying, when we found out the bowl game was in Orlando, we had the biggest sigh of relief because <laughs> that was just a two-hour drive. Um, and then this year, you know, he's like I said, he's starting now. Um, we we try to get to as many games, so we of course we did the first game. Um, we did oh, we did Baylor, and then we just left texas okay and so we're trying to get to maybe one more home game and then we've already scheduled the uh, tcu game in dallas so you're not i mean you're probably not trying to get to the november game or when it might be snowing (laughs) or (laughs) yeah yeah um oh my gosh i'll never forget the oklahoma game uh the last oklahoma home game that was that was brutal but actually the Oklahoma state last year was probably the most, I was prepared for that game at, before the Oklahoma game. Cause I didn't layer up like I thought I did <laughs> and it rained. And so that just made it worse. But I, yeah, I didn't enjoy myself that time, but I knew it was my fault. <laughs> um, Oklahoma state was cold, but it was, that was probably the m- most electric I've seen Jack Trice last year. And it kind of, you forgot about the cold at that point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm I'm not a big cold weather person. At this point, TJ has converted. Uh, the way I see him sometimes interacting in the snow, I'm like, yeah, he can have that. <laughs> <laughs> so have you talked to him today? Uh, not today. We, we were on the phone uh, FaceTiming with the family uh, yesterday, and then we try to talk to him. Um, you know, Monday after the, you know, once he's had a chance to, well, usually Sunday nights, once he's had a chance to process what happened Saturday and, and rest up a little bit. So. Well, the reason I ask is it was 20 degrees when we got up this morning and I think it's supposed to be nine. I think it's supposed to be 19 tomorrow morning. So. Yeah. I, we <laughs> saw that last week, I think it was 31 time. And I said, are you ready? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you have no choice, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's gotten used to it. I mean, hey, I'm I'm proud of him for that because I think no one thought he would he could handle the cold like that. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, that's the I mean, that's a kind of a cliche, but you do acclimate to it. I mean, I it this morning was really cold to me, but you know, by the time we get to January, you know, 20 degrees is pretty warm compared to some of the nights we've got. But I've always wondered, I've always wondered from you go from because we spend you know, like I said, in the summer we try to go to Florida and. I keep thinking of these kids that grew up in this environment all the time when they're first, when they see the first negative 10 degrees or with windshield walking on campus. I mean, that's got to be a pretty good shock to the system, but yeah. And I can't imagine how the coaches feel when they recruit players, because I'll never forget the official visit was in December, the official visit that he took. And we did it with, you know, pretty much the majority of the recruits went at the same time and it, got to it yeah it snowed a bit but it was i think the last day we were there it got to negative five. Oh wow yeah and i just remember how they had the 
the SUVs right outside the uh, facility and they had the door and the thing, I mean, they had the cars all warmed up and we gave us these thick jackets to wear because they wanted us to be in that cold weather as little time as possible. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's why there's yeah. so many people that go to Hilton in the winter because they know it's warm inside of Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still want to see a Hilton game. I, I, oh, you haven't been to one yet? No, I keep hearing about it. I watch them on TV and I'm like, I, you know, like I said, I'm a basketball guy. So I would love to, to attend a game one time. I'll tell you what, man, we we're a basketball family too. I mean, and, and I was a high school basketball coach for a while and, and, uh, um, you know, I've had, you know, camps where I've had Fred Hoiberg and t- some of the other team, or Iowa State players that have come. And, and so we've been in Iowa State basketball. My parents had season tickets in, in Hilton Coliseum before it was built, the year it was built. And so I grew oh, wow. up going to them my entire life and um, seeing some unbelievable, unbelievable games there. And when they, when you can see a crowd affect the way a game goes, it is so much fun. I mean, but I was there, I don't know if you've ever seen the, they call it the Blarge game where uh, George Yang, you know, took a charge and he got, you know, it was a, it, they called it a block and it was against Kansas. And I thought the place was going to, you know, there's going to be something ugly happen, but we ended up losing that game. But it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I hope you really hope you get to one because uh, I re- still vividly remember when Seneca Wallace was getting, was getting recruited. He was at the Kansas game in Hilton. Nobody knew who he was. And I saw him on TV, and I said, I'm pretty sure that's the quarterback that we're recruiting. And he was in the front row and enjoying the game. And so, yeah, I think every recruit's family needs to get – or every player's family needs to get to a Hilton Coliseum game because it's just it's just different than football. I mean, yeah. it's a it's like an hour and a half, two-hour game or whatever. Um, it's warm, and you're packed in there. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I hope you can get to one get to one soon so so it's when you bring when you come up to the games do you bring just you and your wife or do you have a whole crew that you bring up or how, who all uh, comes for the, yeah for the most part it's just my wife and i um the first game this season my daughter's like she lives in miami so oh. <laughs> so she is you know she came up the first uh the first game but it's for the most part it's just my wife and i our daughter would try to get there um she she gets a kick out of her brother playing football so um She's probably tied. Well, she's probably slightly ahead of my wife on his biggest fan. Um, but yeah, it's just us. And then I have my parents are in Memphis. They've driven up for one of the games. Oh, very um, good. When we couldn't make it, so so. But yeah, it's pretty much that circle. Of my wife, uh, or and my wife and my daughter. Wow. So let me. I'm gonna change subject. Well, I was gonna show you this real quick. It's kind of funny. This just came today. When after the hurricane, I was watching an NFL game, and I saw I saw they were selling these Florida Strong shirts, <laughs> and I just got it today, and it happens to be a Dolphins one because I was trying to get a Buccaneers one or a, a Jaguars one, but that's the only one they had left. And Buc- uh, Buccaneers, you're a Bucks fan. I mean, I can't help but be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's right. <not> fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when they're you know the, I think it was the Monday night game before the hurricane. They were talking about you know preparing the the town for the hurricane and then you know just took a wrong different turn and you got spared but i can't imagine what it would do to a stadium like that but i'm gonna change the subject on you real quick i mean i my motivation for this was kind of based out of some of the social media stuff like i said earlier so as a former athlete and now has children that are dealing with social media as an athlete how has that changed anything everything i mean recruiting being a teenager, you know, 
you know, being an athlete that's in the, the public spotlight, how do you think that's positive or negatively? How do you think that's changed, you know, the whole environment? Oh gosh, it's, I mean, it's, it's changed and it's kind of hard to say whether it's positive or negative. I, I think ultimately it's what you make it, um, you know, and, you know, I've, uh, you know, and even TJ now starts to joke that the players see me on Twitter and they think it's cool. I really only got on social media because my daughter got on social media first and I had to make sure she I know was what you're about. Yeah. on the straight and narrow. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and, but then even with her, it morphed into recruiting. Hmm. You know, as she started getting recruited, everybody's flocking to Twitter for recruiting. And so when he got on Twitter, it was kind of the same thing. But now, you know, the kids, when they see your parents on something, they move to another platform. And, you know, of course, it's IG now, TikTok. Um, be real is the Snapchat, new one Snapchat. be yes, real yeah. visco you know i've got i've got a one in high school still so i try to keep track of it too so yeah i've kind of stopped after instagram i'm <laughs> not on the snapchat uh let them have that <laughs> but um it is like i said it is what you make it and so of course it starts out with recruiting um and you just try to make sure whatever they post it's positive whatever they follow they got to understand and, you know, I know the coaches that they've been around, they really preached this when they were younger was, you know, whatever you put out there, you can't take back. <laughs> yeah. And if you and if you didn't want your parents to see it, then it's probably not a good thing to post. Um, but again, it has the pluses, you know, the exposure. Um, you can kind of, if you understand it enough, you can create your own narrative. Um, you know, you have better fan or more closer fan interaction, but on the negative side, you do have those fringe fans that can get pretty brutal. Um, if you don't make the right play, <laughs> um, so you got to take it for what it's worth, but understand it's just people's opinions at the end of the day. Um, you know, but you can make it how, you know, you can keep the positive energy and it'll hopefully resonate so you don't get those negative experiences or not as much. So do the kids, and you know, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do the kids, when the, some of the morons out there go negative, are they reading the comments when they post something or are they posting it? And would I, if, if it was my kid, I'd be telling them to post it and ignore it. You don't need to read any yeah. of the comments, but are they actually seeing some of the crap that goes on out there? Sure they do. Um, I, yeah, I can just say, I'm sure they see some of it. I'm, I don't think they see all of it, I hope I'm not. sure they see some, yeah. but, um, I, but I think if they look at the comments, it's been, it's overwhelmingly positive. Sure. So right. hopefully they take it for what it's worth. You're, you're not going to please everybody. Um, I honestly, I haven't had that conversation with him, but you know, I haven't seen anyone get real or get negative on his account. But, you know, he sees the Twitterverse, and so, you know, let's say he gets a blown coverage. Oh, I'm sure he'll see it. Oh, sure, right, yeah. Well, um, well I mean, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm just saying, but I know him. He's, like I said, he's just such a laid-back kid. I don't think it bothers him. But I, I'm assuming they're probably he probably has some buddies on the team that it might. I mean, they're not all, they're not all wired that way. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a – I'll tell you what, I think it's triggering to parents at this point more than kids. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only one kid that I've seen, and it's not the kid on the team, um, but it's only one kid I've seen so far have a meltdown on Twitter. Oh. Um, an athlete, uh, just from the negative comments. Um, it seems like most kids tend to stay away from it. That's good. But, I was hoping that was what you were going to say. Yeah. I mean, just because I, I, I think personally, you know, there's people that will make fake accounts and pose as an Iowa State fan. And oh, yeah, then to go, that. I mean, that's, and so that's the thing that, you know, if you're trying to talk to a 20 year old and they're ripping you for blowing a coverage and or attacking you personally, you know, you got to, you know, this is some guy that I, that would never, ever say that to your face. There's yeah. no chance that he would walk up, walk up to you for, for that matter in the crowd and say, you know, your son blew that coverage. You know, there's no way that that would happen. And so it's so, it's it's so many gutless people that that just hide behind a Twitter handle with their ten followers, or whatever, and want to and want to send something negative to somebody. But I agree with what you said. You know, I because I've read the comments from on, on some of the players, and the vast majority of it is positive. And yeah. and and the and there's also when the when the morons come out, there's also a lot of people that go after them. I mean that that defend yeah. the kids. And so I just get concerned. You know, I know that 19 20 21 year old kids can get affected pretty negatively be like that and they're also and the other side of it too is that you know they're a long ways from home and so mm-hmm. if they feel we get feel isolated it could go south pretty fast so yeah yeah I just, like i said not commenting on any of the current players but i'll tell you once <laughs> when he joined the team one person or one family that i am amazed at their resilience on t- social media is brock purdy's parents <laughs> oh okay because because while he took a beating at times on social media and, and i don't think any of it was warranted sure i agree but, but i know how they're on twitter and you know i can i would totally understand if they just went off on a fan or two but you know they they were pretty uh quiet which was what they should is just ignored a lot of the negativity and just focused on the positive things and honestly i'm trying to learn from them because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i've 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 had to learn to bite my tongue i think this comes with the territory and you kind of want it you, you know you got to take the good with the bad but right. um, whenever i do get the itchy fingers i think about really i think about brock's parents and how they've how they handle things on twitter Oh, I think Brock and his parents put on a clinic on how to handle the spotlight. I mean, yeah. I think Brock, you know, he, you know, he had the game where he threw the pass backwards and a kid picked it off, and then he comes in the next half and has a fantastic half. I mean, he's just he was so mentally tough, and I think he handled everything with class and with a smile, and you know, and and uh, you know, there's been you know all over social media about him texting our kicker when you know things didn't go well that one time, and it just shows what kind of human being shows what kind of human being is. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, there's, I think you're right. I mean, there's positives and negatives to social media, but I get more worried about the negatives just because I've, I've seen what it's done to teenagers. I mean, I think I've said this a million times that I think it's harder to be a teenager today than it's ever been um, because of trying to live up to some of the social media personas that are out there. But 
Well, I'm really glad that we got a chance to do this. I mean, I'm that was really it's really kind of cool to hear all the positive things about you said that st- the story about the storm is awesome and <laughs> and and we really enjoy watching your watching your son play. I mean, he's still he's got the highlight of, you know, on YouTube of the dunk in a basketball game. That's oh. one that's one thing I forgot to ask you is that, you know, after when he was knee deep in the recruiting thing, he kept playing basketball though, didn't he? Yes, and through his senior year. Back. Yeah, I mean, his junior year, um, he was the starting point. Well, he started pretty much all, well, three years. So when he moved to St. Petersburg and played for Lakewood, he was the starting point guard his junior year, led them to the state championship game. We lost by two. Oh, wow. Um, And then he came back, you know, second year. They didn't make it as far. I think they made, we got the county championship, but we didn't make it to the uh, state uh, playoffs again. But um, it was just a fun experience. I mean, I tell, I'm telling him now, I was like, people are, people know you're athletic. And I mean, he's, I think personally, I think he's probably top two or three on the team as far as just pure athleticism. But, and they're starting, I think I'm starting to see it now on the field, but I still think people have, it's his ceiling for showing it, I think is still pretty high. But yeah, I mean, he had as a starting point guard, his senior year, he had about sixty dunks. Six six zero. Six zero. Oh my goodness! Wow. At point guard spot. <laughs> that is insane. So does yeah. he? So will Campbell let him go play pickup games anymore? I mean, that's probably not something you can do during the season. I'm assuming. Well, during the season, of course. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, definitely not. But off season, they, I mean, the team plays, you know, Campbell loves basketball. Okay. Um, and I'm the, the guys do play some pickup. Um, and I, he's shown me some clips and I'm like, you guys are really taking it easy. He's like, yeah, nobody's really trying to get hurt. So <laughs> it's just, it's just fun stuff. But, um, but yeah, he'll, he'll get out there and, and, put one between his legs every now and then <laughs> yeah if you, and if people that are listening if you haven't seen his youtube dunk from that was i think i saw it before he showed up in ames i mean it's pretty yeah, that amazing was, that was january of his senior year okay yeah that's crazy yeah there's a lot of high schools in iowa that haven't had 60 dunks in the entire history of the school <laughs> so yeah i mean that's just the way it is. So, well, I'm, I won't keep you anymore. I really appreciate you taking the time. I hope I get to see you face to face, maybe at a game sometime or at or at Hilton. And uh, um, if there's ever anything we can do for you, or if you ever need, you know, advice on how to deal with cold weather at a football game, you know, we've lived through a lot of them. And we're really proud to have your son on our team. He's a great Thank kid, you. from what I've heard. Um, I have no people that have talked to him. He is I, I've never met him, but I've no people that have met him and and speak very very highly of him and. Um, I'm really got a chance. We, uh, I'm gl- really glad we had a chance to to talk about this. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me. And really, most importantly to me, I mean, I'm you know the football stuff is great, but I do get sometimes feedback about you know someone interacting with TJ and saying how good of a kid he is. And to me, that's probably the biggest thing I get out of his college experience. So that is a dad. Um, that is a dad talking right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the you, you see the bigger picture. <laughs> that's the way it should be. Yeah. But uh, well, thanks for having me. I, I love it. So, um, you know, appreciate the shirt. Too. Yeah, no problem. You know, if you get anybody, get anybody else that uh, you, any parents you're in the network with, uh, you know, tell them that's a you'll get at least a free shirt if you want to come on sometime. So, I got a few. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good night. All right. You too. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.